Welcome to episode 13 of Earned Media Rising, the podcast powered by Cision and brought to you by PR Week. I'm Bernadette Casey, executive editor of PR Week, and I'll be your host for this episode, along with our guest today, Stella Lowe, SVP of Global Communications at Dell. Welcome, Stella. Hello. Nice to be here. And we are going to talk about using storytelling to shape public perception. So, Stella, you know, we've, we've been in PR for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> and only in the last few years have I heard us speaking about storytelling. Mm-hmm. Storytelling has become such an important concept to PR. Why is it so important now and what exactly is it? So I think we've always been storytelling. We may be now calling it storytelling, but we've actually been telling stories since I think you know human beings could talk and interact with each other. Um, I think that's how we, we learn, that's how we pass on knowledge, that's how one generation learns how to do something from the next. And um, so yeah, I think you know, we can, it's been called many things along the way, uh, but ultimately as PR people, as communications people, you know, even internal communications and all different types of communications, it's all about storytelling as, as far as I'm concerned. And I think it's gotten uh, a lot more important to some parts of the audience. I think it's probably important to all parts of the audience, but as we always talk about the millennial, um, they need to feel a strong emotional connection to a brand in order to become their customer, to become their influencer. Yes, uh, yeah, and and a brand, you know, brands that have purpose beyond profit too. You know that you know that's what. And I don't think it's just the millennials actually. When I think of myself as a mother. Uh, you know, and and somebody who's part of this planet, you know, I also want uh, an organization that looks after the planet, that looks after its employees, that has a a healthy um, outlook on on the world and and treats it well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's um, telling those stories are equally as important as talking about, you know, how well your company is doing, for example, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I was reading there is a quote, it says, storytelling marketing can breathe life into and bring much needed emotion to a brand's message. And that's what this is all about. Yes. Bring the emotional connection to a brand. And that can be easier for some brands more than others. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's very true. And also stories are easier to remember and pass on. So it's amazing how, you know, I always say to people when they're doing a presentation, start by telling a story. Um, uh, someone you know gave me that very good advice a while ago, and I think it's you know it's spot on uh, because you know you can give somebody a, a bunch of facts and they may retain them, but the story they'll remember because you know we always um, see ourselves in that story and relate can relate to it. It's it's uh, and as I say, it's something we've been doing since the beginning of time. But that emotional connection is is key, and and I think that's what you get from storytelling for sure. And I think some different industries, you know, maybe you're a hospital, maybe you're a college finding that interesting story to tell can be a little easier than for some other brands. Can you talk a little bit about how you go about finding a brand, a story that will resonate? Yeah, so we actually have a ton of stories to tell. Um, And if you think about, uh, you know, I can talk about our employees, our team members, as you know, as we call ourselves. And, uh, you know, there's so many amazing things happening around our business and inspiring things that people are doing for the community or for each other or, you know, changing the way we're doing something internally. So there's all of those stories. But I think also interestingly are our customer stories where we're um, we're enabling them to to do something amazing in the world. 
um, and you know progress human pro you know uh, or drive human progress with technology. That's that's what our purpose is all about, and and we love we love telling those stories. So we have you know lots of organisations we work with with from every industry imaginable who are changing the world. Um, they they are great stories to tell. And now that we have the great story, that's kind of half the battle. Yes. Now <laughs> we have to get the media to buy into helping us tell that story. Yes. And we all know that you know, there are fewer resources than ever for journalists these days. There are fewer journalists. They have less time, they have less resource. Yep. So there's this constant, you know, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, and it, it, it can be overwhelming. Yep. And, and then getting your brand into the news cycle when there's plenty of, you know, if you're not the president, um, you know, how do you squeeze your way into um, that news cycle or, you know, get your share of, of voice? Yeah, great question. We have an additional challenge as well with, with the media that we deal with, and that is that in the past, we would deal with very, very technical journalists who were real specialists in storage or servers or whatever it may be. Um, and now we're finding, uh, we still have those specialists, but they're, they're fewer and, and uh, uh, and so we've got to be careful that we're we're not talking, uh, you know, above people's heads. That we're we're giving information in a way that's consumable, that they can then share it with their readers. Um, so pitching it at the right level and not getting down in the weeds. Um, but there are many ways that we pitch stories. And before we, so once we've decided on a story, the bit in between that and pitching is producing, you know we always say ridiculously awesome assets, you know, materials that we can get out there. Uh, and we, you know, I'm sure I think we're going to talk about that in a bit. But um, uh, so once we have all those um, awesome assets, then we can uh, start to pitch journalists. And we do that in a number of ways. So, so we recognize that they don't have a lot of time. So we figure, how can we group a lot of our product launches together? Um, so rather than reach out to you, you know, 12 times, we reach out to you once, we bring, in fact, we bring you into our organization or into, a, you know, an event, make it an experiential um, thing um, and, um, uh, and, and, and launch everything at once. So we, we try and do that uh, a couple of times a year. And we also do outreach on stories uh, and, you know, make sure that we're connecting what we're saying with things that we know that journalist is going to be interested in. There are lots of different types of journalists that we deal with, you know, clearly financial, um, financial media, uh, lifestyle media on the consumer side, uh, te uh, technologists and so on. So we need to make sure we get the right stories to the right people and we're not wasting the, our, the, our time. So we try and be as targeted as possible. We do, a, we do a lot of briefings, events, and we try and do as much as possible in, in person. The other thing I think our journalists uh, like a lot is, um, is, is meeting our executives and hearing from from them uh, how you know about strategy and what's going on and our customers so where we can put them with customers as well that gives an extra dimension I think and so it's all good and as if listeners couldn't tell it's not that Stella and I are about to be arrested we are actually doing a podcast <laughs> in Manhattan so there's the city is providing some interesting background for us but yes no worries we're not being surrounded the in music the, of the city that's right we're <laughs> providing a little ambiance so we've talked about storytelling um, and you intimated about the so many platforms to communicate yeah. that story and that that's always been uh, something that's existed in the industry. That can be a bit of a challenge in itself to know exactly what message has to go out on what platform yes. and what way and yeah. 
And then the follow-up to that would be uh, the thing that can be vexing to every PR person is the measuring of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so in terms of choosing which platform or which asset we're going to produce and all, all that good stuff, we start with the audience. You know, what what do they want? What what do they like? Uh, how do they like to receive information? Um, you know, these days it could be anything from a podcast to a virtual reality experience. Uh, um, it could be a press release. It could be um, a, a blog piece. It could be you know a video. We do a lot of video. Um, you know, I, and I feel very strongly we're not the press release department. You know, uh, we're also not just the media department, we're not just the PR department. So we have a number of audiences that we look after across my team, from uh, team members to um, to industry analysts, uh, financial media, as we, we sort of financial analysts, as we've said, and um, uh, also uh, you know our partners and uh, our customers. So so we we think about this may be one message that we want to want to tell or one story we want to tell but we then think about well we may need to tell it in different ways um and you know in this world as well people have shorter attention spans and less actually even if they have they don't have shorter attention spans they have le perhaps less time there's so much more information that they could look at so snackable assets things that are easy to view uh, accessible and and put it where they're going to view it you know we, we shouldn't be asking folks to, to go to a separate place. You know, we, we, want, we should be in their watering holes. And you mentioned, we were chatting before the podcast, you were mentioning about your own daughter who is looking at the TV, yeah. at her phone, yes. at, in, in many different directions, oh, all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, the wonderful Generation Z, who uh, <laughs> do everything at once. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they absolutely, she's, she's talking to people, she's playing a game and she's watching TV, I think, all at the same time <laughs> and, uh, and, and managing it all. And she can tell you exactly what's going on on all three platforms. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very common for Generation Z, for sure. And one of the things we mentioned too is that, you know, once we, you know, once the, we figure out the story and we figure out where people want to read yep. it, then the measurement aspect comes in. And yes. to your point um, earlier, <laughs> that measurement is a little bit in hindsight. You've had the effort yes. and then the data comes. Yes, you're always looking at historical data mm -hmm. with measurement. Um, so, and you know, you always look for insights in order to predict what you do next, but you always have to bear in mind that you're looking in the rear view mirror and you know, the world is moving really, really fast. And in, in, you, know, you already mentioned in the days when a tweet can make all the difference to a new cycle, mm -hmm. um, you, know, you, you need to bear that in mind. But um, yeah, we, we measure a, a ton of stuff. Uh, we're very interested in um, share a voice on certain topics, for example. Are we, are we breaking through? Um, on particular topics and, uh, you know, against the, the comp our competitors and all that kind of stuff. We do still count articles um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of debate around that, but we're often interested in the quantity uh, as long as the quality is okay. So, if, you know, if we have a quality problem, that's a whole different scenario. Um, but there comes a lot of challenges with, with measurement. Um, for example, it's it's almost near impossible to find platforms that will ma measure social media um, as well as uh, traditional media on the same platform. Uh, when you do get that, you sometimes have challenges that they don't then look at. You know all the languages that you need. We're a global company. I mean, and even in somewhere like India, I was there a few weeks ago with with the, my India team, who are fantastic, and and they were saying, look, the the trend here as literacy is increasing everywhere. 
the trend here is 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 local languages is to to people want to read things in local languages and print is not dead there at all in fact it's increasing it's going again bucking the trend um so how do you measure in you know 15 uh, different types of Indian language and you know not not a lot of platforms can do that so I do find that whatever platform we go for there's there's always a slight compromise or you know we're always asking these these folks to to kind of go the extra mile for us so that we can measure so yeah I'm really into measurement I'm really into data I think it's very very important in what we do um, unlike certain aspects of marketing where you can't show that data we really can show the fruits of our labor so to speak um, but yeah, that, there's always a compromise in there somewhere. Can you talk about an area where Dell used a multimedia approach to sort of change the public narrative about the brand? Yeah, so one of our most recent experiences has been uh, a merger. We went through, in 2016, we went through a huge merger uh, between EMC and Dell. Uh, each company had 70,000 employees, so that gives you the kind of scale of, of the merger, you know, and um, I got involved in 2015 when we originally announced that we would be merging. So around um, sort of around a year before we, we actually merged and uh, we announced this and I think, you know, the, the headline that well, it wasn't a headline, actually, it was in the body of an article. Um, and I remember exactly the publication and the, the journalist, but uh, you you'll know, remember them forever, forever, forever. <laughs> and, and the line was something like, um, this is like two dump trucks coming together that will cancel each other out. Ouch. And, you know, and I said to the team, oh, my, yeah, this is right. This is our starting point. The only way is up. So <laughs> and we've got a year to do this, but we need to change the public perception. And it wasn't just that, actually. You know, when you go through any big, huge corporate change, as you know, team members are, are, are really worried about the situation you know does this mean that my job is going to change does this mean you know that uh, what my where I'm located is going to change all of those kind of concerns their morale um, you know that's a morale yeah. so yeah so we had a huge internal challenge with communicating to, to team members um, and then equally with with media um, and we we did we considered every audience very very carefully and we mapped out our strategy of what we were going to do for each audience and and um, away we went and we adjusted as we needed to. And I got to say that when we did merge the, you know, we weren't getting any of those headlines and people were seeing the benefits of the merger. And, um, you know, our mantra was we're better together. And, you know, we actually found that being said by media, being printed, etc. So that was uh, that was huge. And um, Luckily, we, you know, we, a lot of mergers don't do so well, especially in the tech industry. It's the largest uh, merger in the tech industry. Um, but our results have gone upwards since then, which has been, which has been great. And it's always a good news story when the company's doing well. <laughs> did, did you ever hear from or see that journalist who made the dump truck comment later on? Or um, I don't about see him, but yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's since written about us and um, more kindly, a bit more fairly. Yes, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Excellent. See the power of storytelling. The power right of there. storytelling. Yeah, I mean, and also, but it's it's important to tell the truth. We weren't trying to spin things. We were just trying to to say it as we saw it, as you know, and and prove it. You know, actually be authentic to ourselves and and prove what we were saying and and give lots of access to execs and others to tell that story. Stella, I uh, just want to thank you very much for talking to me today. It's been a pleasure. Previous episodes of the podcast featuring Down on North America's Michael Newworth, AMB Group's Brett Jukes, Weight Watchers' Stacey Scherer, Cision CEO Kevin Ackeroyd, 
and many more are available online at earnedmediarising.com and also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hopefully you'll join us next time on the podcast for more insights from top-level communicators and marketers. Thanks very much. I'm Bernadette Casey, Executive Editor of PR Week, signing off.